Hi, I'm Amy Porter. Some of you know me as a flutist and a classical musician, others as a professor, and some of you know me as a publisher and arranger. I'm a stepmom, I'm a business owner, and I'm the founder of a couple of nonprofits. And this is my podcast. My core mission as an entrepreneur is to appreciate what I have around me. And then I try and see as clearly as possible how I can help. So let's talk. Let's share information. Let's laugh and sometimes cry over the things that we have to work through in life and in music, in business and family and relationships. Come on into my Porter Flute pod. Welcome to Porter Flute Pod. This is Season 2, Episode 12, and it's time to say, Go Blue Flutes! Don't you think we need to check in on the freshmen and see how they're doing? And wouldn't you like to know the superstar doctoral candidate that will be our new inspiration in the studio come the fall? Well, then stay tuned with all of us here in the pod, including Justine Sedke and Alan J. Tomasetti. I went to the vault and brought out La Folia de España by Moran Murray. It's from a performance in Taiwan in 2008, and it's in the original key, D minor. Welcome to Porter Flute Pod. We're so glad you're here. I'll start right off by saying I am super excited to welcome Brandon LePage as my next GSI graduate student instructor at the University of Michigan School of Music, Theater, and Dance. My assistant is usually the doctoral student, so Brandon will not only teach lessons to non-majors, but he'll also teach other music majors who don't play the flute how to play the flute in a methods class. The doctoral assistant sets an example of excellence, and they stand alongside me as I lead, and they support the studio in ways that I can't. Let me tell you a little bit about Brandon. First of all, we'll forgive him. He has his bachelor's from Michigan State. He studied with Richard Sherman. Then he went on to receive a master's degree from San Francisco Conservatory of Music, where he studied with Tim Day. Brandon is from Michigan, and he currently serves as principal flute of both the Wisconsin Chamber Orchestra and the Flint Michigan Symphony Orchestra. He's highly sought after as an orchestral musician. He has performed as principal flute with Columbus, where he's also an associate musician, the Detroit Symphony, Toledo Symphony, and Michigan Opera Theater. So he can also be found performing with Milwaukee and Kalamazoo and Ann Arbor Symphony. He's held piccolo positions with Lansing from 2013 to 2016, and then he's performed with New World Symphony and Civic Orchestra of Chicago. Brandon is applied instructor of flute at Oakland University, where he teaches side-by-side with members and friends of the Detroit Symphony Orchestra. He's also an instructor of flute at Flint School for the Performing Arts. So he is a very, very sought-after teacher and a soloist and a chamber musician. 
He is a founding member of the Chamber Artists of Southeast Michigan, so it's C-A-S-M, and they present concerts throughout Southeast Michigan, and during the COVID-19 pandemic, they launched a popular garage band concert series through which they were able to bring live music to a socially distanced audience in a safe and responsible way. And through Chasm, Brandon has also been able to offer scholarships and educational opportunities to his hometown area of Downriver, Michigan. As a soloist, Brandon has performed concertos with the Wisconsin Chamber Orchestra, Southern Great Lakes Symphony, and the Detroit Civic Symphony Orchestra. A former first prize winner of the SEMPA Irv Monroe Young Artist Competition, that's Southeast Michigan Flute Association, Brandon has served on SEMPA's board. Thank you, Brandon. And he's active in the Michigan flute community. He was a quarter finalist in the 2018 National Flute Association Young Artist Competition and can be found presenting private solo recitals throughout the country. So stay tuned for Brandon LePage. Hi, my name is Brandon LePage, and I am looking so forward to starting my doctoral studies at the University of Michigan with Professor Amy Porter. It has been a long, winding road that led me to decide to go back to school. I finished my master's in 2013 at the San Francisco Conservatory and have spent the past few years really honing my skills and working towards a career as an orchestral flutist. When the pandemic struck, I had already had a DMA in the back of my mind, and it gave me the perfect opportunity to really analyze if that might be the right path for me. And coming to this decision is one I am just so excited about. I knew if I was going to do this, though, I had to do it right. So I actually did not apply anywhere else. Uh, with a an already full career as a teacher and freelancer based in Michigan, uh, I wanted to do this degree at the best possible school while also being able to keep my positions. Um, I'm principal flute of the Flint Symphony. I'm principal flute of the Wisconsin Chamber Orchestra. I sub frequently with the Detroit Symphony and several other major symphonies in the area. I'm also applied instructor of flute at Oakland University and instructor of flute at the Flint School of Performing Arts. Um, I know it's not going to be easy, but through a lot of thought, conversation, and balancing acts, I know that I'm going to be able to keep my work and take advantage of all the amazing things the University of Michigan will have to offer, uh, including uh, hopeful certificates in diversity, equity, and inclusion, and arts administration. Professor Porter is so special, and I am just over the moon to be studying at this most prestigious institution. As usual, the second semester is filled with recitals. Senior Danielle Kim was the first with a program of Anna Bonavenizia, Shulamit Ron, Tabellione's Fantasy on La Traviata, Griffith's Poem, and a Miles Davis tune with a trombone choir and bass and drums. How cool is that to end with a jazz tune? Jordan Smith has his specialist's degree recital that includes Debussy's Prelude to the Afternoon of a Fawn with harp. Reinecke's Undine Sonata and Oiseau Tondra by Rivier. He's also playing Digital Bird Suite by Yoshimatsu and I Will Not Be Sad in This World by Eve Beglarian. It's for alto flute and electronics. 
Then Allie Detmer has her master's recital, and that's a program with the gorgeous trio for flute, oboe, and piano by Madeline Dring. She's playing the Sonata by Denisov, Elliot Carter's Scrivo Invento, Bach Partita in A minor, and Taffanel's Variations on De Freischutz. And finally, Esther Kim has her senior recital in April, and she's playing the Sonata by Foray. She's playing Shurish Chord, Tenderness of Cranes, and she's playing that Il Pastor Fido Sonata in G minor, written by, well, it's not Vivaldi, it's Chedevilla. She's also playing a piece that she wrote that includes her singing and playing. It's not just that extended technique, it's way more. I'm so excited for everyone to hear Esther and all the recitals this semester. Now, flute students might be wondering which solo pieces students learn and how does it evolve during their time to become a repertoire choice for a recital? Well, there are certain pieces within the canon of flute pedagogy that remain standard and required repertoire. And that will change when a lot of things change. And we are the part of change. So I'm still preparing my students to be able to play the traditional canon of classical flute music as well as the current music of our time. And it's required of us as teachers. I always say, if you can't play a Handel Sonata, a Telemann Fantasia, or some of the most standard flute French repertoire, then you're missing some of the standard buffet. Okay, not everyone needs the buffet, but it certainly does teach you something about nutrition and portion control. (laughs) Then there's the commissioning of and the playing of underrepresented composers. There's creating databases and selecting diverse repertoire for these recitals that fills in the gaps of their repertoire lists. Which excerpts do students need to learn? Well, we learn from learning the big five. The big five excerpts are those excerpts called for in the first three minutes of any audition. And you could pretty much say that two or three of these five have been called. Brahms' Fourth Symphony, Fourth Movement, Beethoven, Leonore Overture Number 3, the whole thing. I mean, not just the solo. Debussy's La Prémédi d'une Fon, the whole thing, not just the opening. Ravel, Daphnis, and Chloe, we covered that. And Mendelssohn's Scherzo from the Midsummer Night's Dream. And yes, you have to do it in three breaths. Some of the harder excerpts become more lyrical and more technical. So go ahead and look at my website, porterflute.com, for more of the excerpts grouped in groups of five. And I've grouped them according to difficulty and according to frequency of, you know, being called in an audition. But I promise 
my list won't give you tendonitis. The lessons at Michigan are structured for everyone pretty much the same, but according to their needs. So I have a template I like to follow, but I'm flexible with the format. I have a syllabus, but I have a focus sheet. I've talked about the focus sheet before. It aligns the students with the things that they want to work on within concepts, instead of just working on the concepts within the repertoire itself, because then you'll forget it. So it's usually always warm up and sound, check in. Let's check in with the hand position and technique. Then we we segue to etudes. And then we focus on a piece in the repertoire and then excerpts. Right now, during remote teaching, when the student sends me the lesson, I listen to the entire lesson and then check back with them, with them in Zoom. And then we can focus on just one thing. And that's been a really great blessing because we've had the time to touch that actual curriculum twice in the week. So I'm appreciative of the lessons provided through video. Next fall, we will be live and I'm so looking forward to seeing everyone in the studio again. Hello, my name is Sandra Hernandez. I have had online learning this year because I decided to not attend campus in person, but it has definitely been a learning curve. I do appreciate the fact that I don't have to get up and drive somewhere or go to class, um, but it is kind of a shame I don't get to be with the flute studio in person and get the feel of the campus. This semester I am currently taking musicology, music theory, music theory oral, my flute studio class, and I decided to also continue my French. Last semester I took music theory as well, musicology, music theory oral, my flute studio class, and I had the opportunity of being in band. Um, which was very fun because I still got the opportunity to work with my peers through um, performing music with recordings that were sent to each other and then edited and um, then fixed so that it would sound like we were all there. Uh, the pieces I'm currently learning right now is Saranks. Um, I really enjoy kind of having the opportunity to learn this solo because it's different than what I'm used to which is mostly like romantic pieces but I really like playing this kind of music. This year I really hope to get the opportunity to learn more about how to record uh, better audio and manage my recording equipment to the best of my abilities so that way I can make my recordings um, when I send them to Miss Porter sound as good as possible because that has been one of the difficulties is just trying to figure out how to record well and make it sound just as if we were in person. Some of my favorite experiences so far this year has been the fact that I got to do band last semester because I thought I wouldn't be able to collaborate with anybody and I think that's what I really love about band that I get to play with other people but I actually did get the chance to do that and we played really interesting pieces. Um, so I'm glad that that band option online was given to students who were not able to be on campus. 
In my journals, I usually write all the exercises I feel help me warm up or really get my fingers going. And I try to include all the notes I'm taking from the lessons I have with Miss Porter and all the things I need to work on that week and how I can improve them. The advice I would give to aspiring flute majors right now that are skeptical to go to school for music is that it's kind of, yeah, you have to be flexible. And I think that this year, at least for me, turned out really well, even though I wasn't able to be in person because everybody in band and Miss Porter especially all make this seem as if we are actually in person. I still get the opportunities to play with people and perform in front of my studio class in, you know, an online form. And I feel that that still makes it feel like this isn't really all online and I'm not being, you know, excluded from anything. So I feel that you just have to be flexible and understand that this year and many to come are probably going to just be a little bit different than what we're used to, but you can really make the best of it. And I think the University of Michigan has done a really good job with uh, the classes and how they're structured. Everybody's been really nice and welcoming. So I think it's just about really being optimistic and thinking about the bright side of things. One of the big questions I get asked about the studio is, do I teach everyone who plays the flute? Yes, I do. I don't teach non-majors, I teach flute majors. So if you're going to be a composer and you major in composition and you're a great flutist like Nina Shaker or Nadine Discant-Miller, then yes, I teach you. Are you a music education major? Yes, I teach you if you're a flutist. So let's check in with our music ed major. Adria. Hybrid learning definitely has its pluses and minuses, but overall has been good. It's nice being able to attend your morning classes from bed and then go to rehearsals with your friends later in the day. You get a little bit of everything. It's a little weird connecting with other students through a computer, but having a few in-person classes is nice to meet new people. I have absolutely enjoyed every minute here so far. I am currently taking Theory 150 and 140, Musicology 140, Orchestra, Piano 111, Band, English 125, along with private lessons. Last semester, I took Theory 149 and 139, Musicology 139, Band, Muse Ed 111, Psych 111, and private lessons. For my private lesson music, I'm currently playing Martin New Sonata Number no. 1 and Ian Clark's The Great Train Race, along with my weekly etudes and technique and tone exercises. In orchestra, I am playing Ballade in A Minor by Samuel Coleridge Taylor, 
Brahms' Academic Festival Overture and Stravinsky's Symphonies of Wind Instruments. And in band, I am playing the Catalytic Concerto by Rob Smith. I am really excited to continue learning more flute music and getting to participate in different ensembles. Additionally, I'm looking forward to more music education classes. I love my ensemble classes. They are definitely challenging sometimes, but it's really nice to get in-person instruction. I also really enjoy Professor Porter's performance of Zeus Song in studio class. I also just love hanging out with my friends, um, even if it's social distanced and masked. I have a journal specifically dedicated to flute. I mostly use it as a place to track my daily practice. My journal also contains notes from studio class and from my private lessons so that I can remember and utilize concepts I have learned throughout the week. I would say absolutely do it. Go for the flute major, go to music school. Um, we all have expectations of what some experience might be like. I know for me, I definitely had envisioned my freshman year of college very differently, but just because our expectations don't match reality doesn't make those same experiences less valuable or less fulfilling. I believe that you get to decide whether to make the most of a situation and take advantage of what you have been given and the opportunities you have. I definitely encourage all flute majors to pursue music school, even during a pandemic, because there are so many other skills that you wouldn't normally learn or opportunities you would never have had um, if you didn't go. Let's check in with two more freshmen, Leo, who has some great advice about health and wellness during the freshman year. And then Alexis, she's from Detroit, and we'll check in and see what she's up to. There's something about a double major. This is Leo. The only thing I have in person is my ensembles this year. I'm not going to lie, it's very difficult. It's not for me. I'm sure most people would agree with that, but you know, we just got to make the most of it. So one thing I really recommend is making wellness a priority, especially now with all these sitting at the computer and being alone in our rooms. And so I like to take a lot of wellness breaks. I like to walk at least 30 minutes every day or slash hike. There's some great trail. There's always a great trail that you can find around here. Um, I like to do yoga for at least 15 minutes a day. I like to meditate every day for 20 minutes. So there's a lot of wonderful things you can do to um, take care of yourself. So first semester I took written and oral theory, musicology, flute lessons, of course, symphony band and university symphony orchestra, chamber music, yoga for performers, and this class called Make the Most of Michigan, which was like a half semester class. This semester it's Basically the same things, the two theory classes, musicology lessons, but I chose to only do band this semester and then chamber music, and I also have an English class this semester, and of course the studio classes. I'm learning a flute piece right now called Danza de la Mariposa by Valerie Coleman, wonderful piece. In my chamber, I'm in a wind quintet, and we just finished learning Libertango, which is a really fun piece. Um, and now we're about to pick a new piece, so we have to decide that. 
And then uh, in symphony band, I'm playing a piece by Mendelssohn called Noturno. You know, obviously I came here to improve on the flute, like we all are. Um, I really want to further my critical thinking skills in college, learn from a lot of different diverse life experiences, loving my English class. I love philosophy. I think I'm going to try to take some philosophy classes. Yeah, I just, I mean, I could go on and on. There's, I want to learn everything, honestly. <laughs> I think my favorite thing here has been my chamber group, my wind quintet, because it's one of the only things that's in person, and it's just really fun. I, I'm so lucky to play with some great people, and it's just a blast. And my my chamber coach is a, a hoot. He's very He's very fun and smart, and yeah, it's just a great group of people to work with. I also loved having private lessons, even though it's over Zoom. It's I feel so honored to be here working with Miss Porter. So I have a practice journal that I just every day I write what I'm working on for how long and what it is, and kind of just helps me keep track of what I'm doing. So I have like a bunch of things in my notes on my iPhone too. I have like flute pedagogy ideas. So when I think of something useful for flute. That while I'm practicing, I write it down there. I have a note section where I vent about things. <laughs> um, I have a note section that I, all of the like cool ideas I think of for my future that I just want to remember. Um, oh my gosh, I have so many different notes. There's some for like useful thoughts for my mental health. Like if I think of something that helps me. So yeah, I could. I have a ton of little journals. What advice would you give to aspiring flute majors that want to go to school for music? You know, you just got to make the most of it. No one likes this. It's nice to keep learning through all of this crap that's going on in the world. You know, it's it's I'm not going to lie, it's it's scary, it's hard, it's lonely. But I've learned a lot about myself through this. And, you know, yeah, you, that's all I can say is you just got to make the most of it. This is the reality that we're living right now. So um, I, re- I want to say, too, to if any of the freshmen, coming incoming freshmen are listening, please don't hesitate to reach out to me if you're struggling with mental health or you just, you just need someone to talk to. I mean, I think we're going back to in-person classes hopefully this coming fall. So it'll be a, hopefully it'll be a bit better with the loneliness and stuff, but... I would like if anyone reach out to me if they ever need to talk to someone and they're just struggling and they just don't know what to do. Sometimes it's that simple. You just need someone to talk to and vent to and just get some advice from. So I I really want you guys to know that I'm here for you and yeah, just don't don't be afraid to reach out.
hybrid learning has had many ups and downs, but all in all, I think I would have been much more busy if it was a normal all-in-person school year. Watching lectures at my own convenience is a plus. As far as ensembles go, I do not feel my experience at SMTD has been hindered by COVID. It's still a blast. This semester, I am taking Flute 140, Theory 150, Theory 140, Musicology 140, Symphony Band, Concert Band, English 125, and Math 215. Last semester, I took Flute 139, Theory 149, Theory 139, Musicology 139, Symphony Band, Symphony Orchestra, and Astrophysics. The main solo I am currently working on is Zoom 2 by Ian Clark, which is my first solo to have so much extended technique. It's very challenging for me, but it is also fun and exciting to be pushed towards trying something new. In Symphony Band, we are playing Crazed for the Flame by Evan Chambers, which is definitely my favorite piece. We've played all year ensembles. It's just so fun. And for Concert Band, we are currently playing Overture for Withorion Opus 80 by Judith Bailey. I hope to learn how to better my ability as a flautist. The majority of that comes from lessons, but music theory and musicology improves my overall musicianship and gives me a better understanding of the repertoire I play. I also want to learn more about mathematical physics since I will be taking that on as a double major starting next year. My favorite experiences so far have been playing in Hill, having in-person ensembles, walking around downtown, and studying by the lake behind the music building. In my journals, I mainly write about what I accomplished that day, what I didn't finish, and what my goals are for the next day, as well as my weekly goals. I would tell aspiring flute majors not to be discouraged by the pandemic. If you love playing flute, then the extra work and challenges that come with performing in a pandemic are well worth it to be able to persevere with your dream in mind. I have seen SMTD overcome the challenges of COVID to provide us students with many rehearsals and concert opportunities. If SMTD can overcome these challenges, who's to say that ensembles across the world won't be able to as well in the case that the pandemic lasts longer than we hope? It's been a sincere pleasure to learn about the experiences from the real perspective of a freshman. Thank you so much, Sandra. Adria, Leo, and Alexis. We are together for a reason, and I couldn't be more thankful to be your mentor and walk alongside you in, in your career. Join us next time on Porter Flute Pod when our guest for Friendcast is Greg Patillo. Yes, Greg Patillo, I know you're jumping up and down. Get ready to beatbox, everyone. I think I think I could learn something here. You can find more out about me at amyporter.com and porterflute.com on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Porter Flute. Thanks for being here. I'm so grateful for you. <laughs> <laughs>